You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. And of course, your first listen each and every day. Make sure to download, subscribe to, follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you're getting the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some social media love to Locked On Patriots, always be sure to follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code, all lowercase, LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And of course, Patriots fans, an early Sunday morning call, Week 10, Frankfurt, Germany, New England Patriots, Indianapolis Colts, 9.30 a.m. here on the East Coast. Check your local affiliate to see where it's going to be broadcast, folks, but that is going to be a happening. And here today to help us break it all down and preview the action you're going to see at Frankfurt Stadium is my Patriots Paisan, my good friend, the resident voice of reason here on Lockdown Patriots, columnist extraordinaire from PatsFans.com, and of course, the co-host of another amazing Patriots podcast alongside of Derek Havens, Patriots 4th and 2. My good friend, Steve Balistrieri, joins me today. Steve, welcome back to Locked On Patriots. And boy, do we need your wisdom and counsel and your reason more than ever, my friend. Well, it's great to be back. Um, yeah, it's there's bad tidings in Foxborough right now, isn't there? I mean, there's no good news coming out of there right now. And, you know, maybe this trip uh, overseas was just what the doctor ordered. Besides, <laughs> they're in Frankfurt. And the sausage is great there. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it's all good. People are look like they're really enjoying themselves out there. And you know all the fans that are going to pack Frankfurt Stadium on Sunday morning. Well, Sunday morning here. Sunday afternoon in Germany. Uh, you know it's going to be a lot of fun for them. These guys are really looking forward to it. Uh, that's a, a very good, very robust, and very passionate crowd. They love their American football there. And I think they're going to get a good one. This Sunday, this is going to be, I think, a very good game against two teams that match up well against each other for their strengths and weaknesses. It's going to be a battle to see whose strengths are going to be able to come out on top. And Steve, I think we'll start there. You look at this offense of the New England Patriots, and they've showed flashes of what they can do under Bill O'Brien when they effectively run the ball early, when they're able to utilize their offensive line to give Mac Jones protection. He has time. He has comfort and he gains a little confidence and is able to complete some passes, and these things have led to good things on the field for the New England Patriots. The problem, Steve, it hasn't happened nearly enough. A mere fraction of the time that the Patriots need positive plays is the amount of time that they've, they've been able to convert them. So you know Gus Bradley loves to play the zone defense. That is his bread and butter. That is where he is comfortable deploying his team. 87.7% of the Colts' defensive looks are made in zone coverage. 
Because of the zone coverage, you know he loves to send pressure, but he's not sending the blitz all that much. 19.3% is what his blitz rate is, which leads me to believe that the front four is going to have a very busy day on Sunday for Indianapolis, which means the Patriots' offensive line has to be up to the challenge. DeForest Buckner is a former All-Pro. You know he's going to be right at the top of the Patriots' list of guys that they need to neutralize. How can this offensive line look to contain that indie front four in order to give the Patriots a chance to establish the run or use the run effectively and give Mac Jones the time he needs to make these passes? Yeah, I, I think the main thing, and, and you hit the nail on the head, they don't blitz much. Um, mm. And yet they have 25 sacks, which is mm. pretty good. I mean, yeah. yet you're, you know, you're looking at an average of about three sacks per game. So that's that's a good amount for a team that doesn't blitz. They bring good pressure on there. I think for the Patriots this week, you know, the, the passing game just seems broken. I mean, you know, uh, they really miss Kendrick Bourne. So when you're looking at a way to cut down that pass rush and to attack this team, I, I really think you have to look at the running game. I think mm -hmm. they have to run the ball. You know, uh, I think they have to run it and run it and run it and run it some more. Um, you know, one of the things about the Colts, uh, right? Uh, nose tackle Grover Johnson's been suspended for PEDs. And, you know, um, they've been starting. He's very athletic, but he's undersized. Taven uh, Bryan in mm -hmm. his spot. He's not a, a very good run defender. And if you look at the Colts overall, I think they're 24th in the league, allowing 125 in change per game mm -hmm. on the ground. I think right. if you're the Patriots, that's what you have to jump on. Yeah, You have to jump on that. You have to stay patient with the running game, and you have to just keep pounding the rock and wear down that front seven um, because I just don't have any faith in the passing game right now. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you know it's very simplistic. But sometimes football can be that way. You just have to be more physical than them, and you, you have to attack, obviously, Brian. Um, you know, you don't want to get in situations where it's third and six or, or more because then that pass rush is going to pin their ears back. And, you know, right now the Patriots don't have the horses to take advantage of what really is a subpar secondary. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned the secondary because I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But you mentioned, obviously, Taven Bryan and his lack of size as being something that the Patriots can exploit. I do think they're going to attack that because Indy may look to try to mix in and maybe try to give them some confusing looks, maybe with Samson and Bookham or Quiddy Pay. Uh, those guys are definitely active on the ends. I think at this point, if the Patriots are going to have success, they need Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott too, but especially Ramondre Stevenson to get going early. He's been on the uptick lately. We've been seeing him get more carries. He looks more comfortable. He's ripping off some of these runs that he's been famous for here in New England. The Patriots have to continue to ride that. He's a hot hand right now. Try to attack this middle, get the run game going. And if you can get the run game going, it does allow the Patriots to relax a little bit because that secondary, like you said, in Indianapolis can be had if the Pats are going to be able to keep them on their heels. Two matchups I'm going to be watching closely for. One, I want to see what Demario Douglas can do against Kenny Moore. Um, Kenny Moore has always loved these types of games. He's always loved to talk about 
this type of game because he is a former Patriot and he does take it personal. Um, and bottom line, folks, I mean, it always makes for good storylines, but it makes for players that are playing with a little extra chip on their shoulder. And I think you're going to see Kenny Moore playing with a little bit of that out of the slot on Sunday. But at the same time, Demario Douglas can absolutely exploit his type of coverage because the mistake that so many teams make, Steve, when they try to cover Demario Douglas is to cover him in soft coverage. They automatically assume that because of his size, they're going to be able to take advantage of that. But Demario does something so interesting. And take a look, folks. If you take a look at footage on Demario Douglas, and there is some great stuff out there that's compiled by some of the beat writers and some fans uh, of the New England Patriots out on YouTube, I really encourage you to check that stuff out. Demario has a knack for being able to anticipate how teams are going to cover him. And if they if he sees something in Kenny that allows them to be able to decipher that, that's a matchup Mac absolutely has to hop on. He has to be ready for it. Demario has to be ready for it. And if they are, I think they can catch the Colts a little off guard. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Demario can do against Kenny Moore. That may be my one-on-one matchup to watch for the week. Uh, but, folks, don't sleep on Farrell Brown in this game. Uh, we mentioned chips on our shoulders, Steve. Uh, well, not chips on our shoulder, but chips on the proverbial shoulders of players that may have been wronged by their previous team. Um, I was part of the media scrum that interviewed Farrow shortly after he was signed to the 53-man roster. And he had this one circled on his calendar already. Uh, made the point about saying one man's trash is another man's treasure. We play the Colts this year. I'm looking forward to that one. Folks, if you're not familiar with it, Farrow was actually on the Colts throughout training camp in the preseason. They released him during final roster cuts. It allowed the Patriots to swoop in and bring him in here. Um, he's a chunk play machine. Uh, 24.3 yards per play he's averaging. So with that little extra, I want to see what he can do against guys like Julian Blackman and Nick Cross. I think this could be a fun, maybe understated matchup to watch, folks. But if Farrell Brown can start getting some yardage, could lead to some good things for the Patriots on the field. I think that's a key for them to be able to attack this defense as well, Steve. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Mike. I mean, you know, when you look at it, um, he hasn't been targeted a ton, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I think he kind of puts teams to sleep. They put him in as extra blocker. They see that. They see it all game. And then when he – Instead of blocking, he chips. The safeties tend to lose him, and he's running down the field, and he's got a step or two on people, and he's proved he can make those kind of plays, catch the football. He's a great big target, and, you know, uh, he's been uh, one of the few bright spots on offense this season. Yeah, uh, You mentioned Douglas. Uh, we, we saw that coming, you know, very early um, in the spring. You know, he was standing out and they kept putting a little bit more on his plate. And now he's coming into his own. Um, so those two guys have been a bright spot for the offense. And, you know, if they can get some of the other tight ends going in this game, uh, you know, perhaps they, uh, they you know, can solve this secondary. It can be had, like you said, mm. but, you know, they've just been so clunky and discombobulated on in the passing game yeah it's it's uh it hasn't been great let's put no. it that way 
No, it hasn't been, folks, unfortunately. And uh, some of that has been because of subpar protection from the offensive line, although I think the offensive line had arguably their best game last week, even in a losing effort against the uh, the Washington Commanders. Well, maybe that's a stretch. They did a good game against uh, Miami, and they did look good, obviously, against the Buffalo Bills in that win. But this is a line now that is starting to come into its own a little bit, and I think really settling into – Michael Wainu is right tackle. I love what City So is doing at right guard. I think that's his niche. That's where he's good. Cole Strange, he's probably going to get matched up with Buckner this weekend, folks. So if you're looking for a sleeper matchup that involves trench warfare, take a look at that one. That's going to be interesting. If Cole can win a couple of those battles, it's going to mean so much for this Patriots team. But obviously, Trent Brown not making the, the, uh, the trip for this one, not traveling to Germany. Steve, before we take our leave of the offense, how big of a loss is this for the Patriots? Is Connor McDermott up to the challenge? Well, uh, I think it's a big loss. Brown, you know, after all the issues early in the year, I mean, he's played really well, you know. Um, but you have to give Connor McDermott uh, kudos. He stepped in last week. He was activated off the practice squad and played very well. I thought he played extremely well. You know, he did get a break because he was responsible for the sack that wasn't, and, you know, the Patriots got a gift call from the referees for a change <laughs> on that roughing the passer yep. call, You're which right. I, 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 as I was watching that, I'm like, did he punch him under the pile or something? Because that looked like a really <laughs> good play, you know, True. and I kept looking for something, you know, nefarious under the pile there, and there mm. was nothing. But, you know, they've been on the wrong end of so many egregious calls this year. Mm. And I'll just chalk that one up to, you know, a little bit of karma going their way. But I <laughs> yeah, think, you true. know, uh, I think McDermott uh, has shown at least last week that he's up for the challenge. And we'll see how he does this week. Absolutely, folks. And Steve definitely dropped his wisdom and counsel. And hopefully the additional nugget that I've dropped in there as well. Gave you a couple of extra things to watch for from the Patriots offense on Sunday. But Steve, we know this as well as anyone, especially you, who knows the value of defense and protection better than anybody. If you're not defending the ball, you're not winning. What do the Patriots need to do to keep the Indianapolis Colts out of the end zone at Frankfurt Stadium? Steve has the answers, and we're going to listen to his wisdom and counsel on the subject. And folks, we're even going to get to the ultimate question that's on everyone's mind. Are we watching a Belichickian swan song? All that and more when this episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown listeners, football season is in full swing, and there is no better time to use prize picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. In fact, they're the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including all of those pros and sharks out there, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and just watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season, and you're going to as well. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. And listen up, you are going to love this. With Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. 
Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. And if you're a New England Patriots fan, you know all about the value of injury insurance. So don't delay. Do it today. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's a first deposit match up to $100 by going to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code LockedOnNFL. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. On Patriots listeners, we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I, and we get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts, who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I'd like our chat to be a little more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners over at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a discount as well. Customers are already seeing great rewards with Jace Medical. In fact, a verified customer had this to say about Chase, quote, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. Folks, if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off your purchase. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked on Patriots. And, of course, lending his wisdom and counsel, but most importantly, to lend a blanket of reason to a region that desperately needs it right now. My good friend, Steve Balistrieri, my Patriots Bison of PatsFans.com, joining us Steve, we talked early on about the Patriots' essentials to victory on offense for this team. Running the ball, solid protection from the O-line, getting some solid contributions from Demario Douglas Farrell Brown. We've covered it pretty well. There are some, obviously, X-factors that we didn't mention that will be keys, but I think we've dropped enough intellectual thicket over the offense to give us at least, to give all Patriots fans at least something to watch for on Sunday morning. But you know as well as I that if the Patriots are not keeping Indianapolis out of the end zone, it's not going to matter what the offense does. And this has been a problem for the Patriots lately because they've been losing some defensive battles that they were winning early on. We know the long history of their injuries. They're going to be without J.C. Jackson for personal reasons. We're not going to get into what those reasons are, folks. That's not what we do here on Locked On Patriots. But it's personal. We do know that. It's not injury-related. So the Patriots face a tall task against a an offense led by Gardner Minshew that is not explosive on paper but has the ability to put points on the board, especially when they get hot. And, uh, this is a sneaky good offense when they can streak a little bit. And they've got some physical guys that can catch the ball as well. When you look at this matchup, top to bottom, Patriots defense versus Colts offense, what do the Patriots need to do to win their defensive battles on Sunday morning? I think they have to try to take away Michael Pittman, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I I think that's the number one priority because 
I, I really like Downs, uh, but um, it looks like he's not going to play. Um, you know, he hasn't practiced this week. I, I don't know what his status is as of today, but as of yesterday, it didn't look good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you take away his favorite and his best receiver. He's caught 58 passes already this year. He's a big six foot four, 225 physical guy. I think you play someone underneath and you give some help over the top. And if they're going to beat you, make them do it with somebody else. Because right mm-hmm. now, the secondary is is just beat up. I mean, yeah. they're missing a lot of pieces. Jonathan Jones has been playing hurt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, J.C. Jackson's out. We don't know what the status is with Jack Jones. I mean, um, you know, he was sat down for breaking curfew last week, and then he didn't play exceptionally well on Sunday. So, I mean, you have to look at him and you wonder what you're going to get from him. So how do they stop the, the good Minshew, that gunslinger who, who like, you're right. When he gets on a streak, he's really, really good. But there's times when he's really, really bad and he takes uh, chances that he probably shouldn't. And that's the guy they have to bring out on Sunday. So how do they do that? You have to bring the pass rush, and it has to come from the interior, guys. Mm-hmm. I think Christian Barmore, uh, Keon White, mm-hmm. Dietrich Wise, they have to have big games this week. They have to force Minshew into what I call, quote-unquote, the bad Minshew, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's thrown eight touchdowns in, you know, just uh, I think four starts or five starts, mm-hmm. uh, but he's also thrown five picks. So they can bring that out in him, but I think the key – is is stopping Pittman and and making Minshew, you know, uncomfortable in the pocket, make him float around, uh, maybe force him to get rid of the ball too soon, and and hopefully into one or two interceptions. Yeah, I think one of the big keys to that is the play of Christian Barmore, who you mentioned earlier, who I think has been brilliant this last month, really showing his capabilities and what he what he really can do and transforming this offense. Everybody wondered, where is the Barmore that played so well for Alabama? When are we going to see him really come into his own in New England? I think you're starting to see it, and I still think there's a ceiling there he hasn't reached yet. But according to Patriots.com, he ranks tied for third in quarterback pressures with 12, 10 run stuffs. This is something where he's not only getting pressure on the quarterback, but he's also helping to defend the run. When you have a dual threat like this, it's so important, folks, for a Patriots defense that's trying to find an identity without Matthew Judon in that pass rush, without a healthy Josh Uche, with a Keon White that has missed time due to concussion protocol and is still trying to find his identity as a rookie. We're going to get to the secondary in a minute, so I'm not going to go there just yet, but I'm looking forward, Steve, to seeing Christian Barmore go against guys like Quentin Nelson, maybe even a Will Fries, because I think Fries is probably the guy that they can exploit more. I think Indianapolis would like to see Nelson matched up a little bit. He may not be what he once was, but he is still a guy to account for, still has a tremendous amount of veteran savvy, and not only that, but a great pedigree, and he knows how to play the game. Uh, this could be an interesting matchup for Christian on uh, on Sunday. And again, one, the Patriots, I think, have to win in order to give themselves a chance to win this uh, uh, this matchup. So agreed there. I do want to come back to what you said on the, uh, the secondary, though, and I want to give you an opportunity to maybe elaborate a little bit for us on that. No J.C. Jackson in this game, so they're without 
arguably their best ball hawking corner um, in the secondary. Jack Jones, we know, has had his ups and downs. He had his behavioral issues last week uh, that I guess kept him out of the first quarter. But when he came in, he didn't look like the same player. Jonathan Jones banged up. Miles Bryant, I think, is doing everything the Patriots have asked of him and more. But there have been times where the kid just simply can't handle the load of four to five players. Sean Wade, a lot to put on his shoulders as well for someone that's inexperienced. How concerned are you about the Patriots secondary heading into this matchup? Very. I'm very concerned. I mean, you know, Indy has shown they can light up the scoreboard. I mean, I think they were averaging like 25 points a game, which mm -hmm. is pretty good, right? They're up there in the top 10, I believe, in, in scoring. So, you know, I'm, I'm very concerned with the secondary because they, uh, you know, without Christian Gonzalez, you know, um, Marcus Jones, and then Jonathan banged up. Jack hasn't been, you know, playing up to his potential. And now J.C. Jackson. I mean, there's too many question marks back there. I thought Sean Wade was overmatched the first couple of series mm. last week. Um, you know, and Miles Bryant, I mean, he is what he is. He's a really good zone player, but he's not a good man coverage guy. And if no. they go to man – I mean, we've seen teams, they immediately pick on him. Mm. And, um, you know, there's, it's not for lack of effort by any means. He gives it his all on every play. And even last week where I thought, you know, he, he wasn't very good, he still made a couple of good plays in there. Yeah. So, um, you know, kudos to him. But mm. this secondary, I think, is, you know, it's suspect right now. They, mm. they have a lot of injuries, and they really – really miss Matthew Judon because as we've seen, you know, with Judon in there last year, they, they had a boatload of sacks oh, yeah. and he just made everyone else around him better. And we're not seeing them this year, you know, yeah. Uche, I mean, I think he's what a two and a half or three. So, you know, it's, it's a big step down without him there. And mm. that helps the secondary more than anything. You get that pass rush, it forces the quarterbacks to get rid of the ball quicker. It disrupts their timing. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that uh, Kansas City last week did it to Miami. You know, that offense yeah. has been uh, That's a good point. lighting everybody up. But when you disrupt that timing and the quarterback has to get rid of it too soon, as we've seen with Mac Jones all season, right. um, you know, the offense is going to sputter. And – that's what they really need this week. They need to help the secondary out by bringing pressure. Um, whether that comes from the linebackers like, you know, Juwan Belly or Tobai, maybe a little bit of, uh, you know, Anthony Jennings. I don't know. But they need to manufacture some pressure this week. Yeah, without question, folks. It's going to be an interesting one defensively, offensively, folks. We've tried to give you the must-haves, what New England needs to do to find a victory, a desperately needed victory, and you don't want to come home 2-8. and eight. You want to come home 3-7. and seven. And, Steve, I don't think there's anybody out there that wants to come home at a record of 3-7 and seven more than Bill Belichick, who <laughs> we're hearing rumblings all week long about – coaching for his job. Steve is the resident voice of reason here. If there is anyone that can lend a level-headed take on the Bill Belichick story that just will not seem to go away, our resident voice of reason to weigh in on that in just a moment 
as this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast wraps up right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Locked On listeners, for as happy and joyous as the holiday season can be for seemingly so many of those around us, some of us still feel the seasonal blues at the end of the year, and for a lot of unique reasons. This time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness and anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. And of course, your first listen each and every day. Don't forget, we're back here on Monday on Locked On Patriots, bringing you all the ins and outs, the ups and downs of the Patriots international matchup at Frankfurt Stadium in Germany. New England Patriots, Indianapolis Colts recap and mailbag Monday questions for you as well, folks. So tune in here as I am joined by the legendary Green King of Sting himself, Thomas Murphy, as I always am each and every Monday. But here today to close out the week in style and with some much-needed reason is my good friend, the Patriots Paisan himself, Steve Balistrieri of PatsFans.com. Steve, we've talked offense, we've talked defense. We've talked the pertinent, most important information coming out of New England when it, when it comes to this game. But you and I both know there's been an awful lot of noise out there this week. Uh, we're hearing reports that Bill Belichick is coaching for his job. Uh, we're hearing reports out there that the Patriots brass has already made their decision on who the new coach is going to be. Um, all of this background chatter that's really good fodder for terrestrial radio, really good fodder for tabloid journalism. But when it comes right down to it, X's and O's, reasonable journalism um, I think we need a, a little bit of a refresher as to what reason really means here in New England. You always have the most level-headed, reasonable takes of anybody I know in this business, my friend. So not to put you on the hot seat, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> this Sunday, Frankfurt, Germany, 9.30 a.m., Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots. Do you believe that Bill Belichick is coaching for his job on Sunday morning? Well... I think you can put it in the aspect he's coaching for his job for next season. I just don't see them firing him in midseason. Yeah. Um, I just don't see it. But I will say this. I, I thought it was a lot of hooey. But even Mike Reese, you know, has gotten caught up in it because he said he's not going to enjoy the rest of the weekend after the game because he's afraid of missing something that may happen if the Patriots lose. So that kind of tells me that it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think you have to look at the way the game unfolds. Mm. Uh, but I, I just look at it like, what would it accomplish for them to relieve him now? Mm. And 
you know, then you have to, uh, you know, have somebody fill in for the GM role. I, I just don't see that happening. I think if they lose and continue to lose, then uh, there's going to be a move made in some manner of speaking at the end of the season, mm. which I think may happen anyway. But um, I, I really don't see them um, relieving him during the bye week. I know it's happened in the past with other teams that have gone to Europe, not played well, and then they've let the coach go. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, if, if they end up getting blown out like they did against Dallas or uh, New Orleans, then I, I don't put anything off the table. But no, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I think anything short of a catastrophic loss or a complete breakdown in communication with this team, Steve, I just, I'm, I'm with you. I cannot see the Crafts cutting ties with Bill Belichick midseason simply to prove a point. Because if there are at least a few players in that locker room that are still listening to the message that Bill puts out there, um, if he's still communicating and getting through to some of the roster, not even all of it, but some of it, it doesn't make any sense to make the move at this point. The Patriots are 2-7 and seven right now, even at best 3-7 and seven coming home from Europe. This is not a playoff team. And I think we all kind of misjudged what this team was early on, myself included. I thought this was a nine-win team, maybe even double digits. Uh, I think we oversold it. And I think we all, uh, you know, and I think we all owe a little culpability to that. But at the same time, you're also looking at a team that's had a lot of hard luck when it comes to injuries. Uh, there have been difficulties in execution. It hasn't all been on the head coach's shoulders. I think there are positional coaches that also need to be just as accountable as Bill Belichick is. I understand the buck stops at his desk. He's the head coach. That's the guy that controls everything. But positional coaches do have input in how these guys perform on the field. And we're just not seeing it on a consistent basis. So I agree with you. I think at the end of the season, there absolutely is warranted talk, valid talk, and maybe even likely talk about cleaning house and making a complete clean sweep and moving forward. But I think it would have to be something catastrophic in Sunday's game that would force the Crafts' hands and essentially let Bill Belichick go before the bye week is over. An outright firing, in my opinion, would simply just be a sign that the New England Patriots are completely and utterly dysfunctional and a change is needed in order to prevent a devastating implosion. Very much like what we saw in Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels. Um, that had to go. He, Josh, whether you like Josh, whether you don't, whether you believe that a lot of this stuff that's coming out now is either embellished or, you know, I'm not going to say one way either way, folks. You're entitled to whatever, your opinion, whatever it may be. But I think everybody can be in agreement that the guys in that locker room just did not want to play for Josh anymore. They were ready to sit down strike. Um, Devontae Adams was on the verge of it. And bottom line, folks, that's what had to happen. The coach had to go. I don't see that happening in New England. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we're sitting here next week, Steve, and we're talking about the Bill Belichick era in the past tense. I don't rule anything out, but I still believe that when we talk next, Steve, next year, next week, I still think we're going to be talking about Bill Belichick in the present tense. So take that for what you will, folks. We'll see. Steve, it is always an honor, always a blessing to talk to you here on Locked On Patriots. And thank you for lending your wisdom and counsel, my friend, today. Before I let you go, please let everyone know where they can reach out to you, interact with you, what we can look forward to in the coming days and weeks from the great pen, the great voice of Steve Balistrieri. 
Well, you can find me on Twitter at CB7SFG. I write for PatsFans.com. I do a podcast for Pats fans called Patriots 4th and 2. Thank you for the plug earlier in the show. Um, <laughs> and you can always find me there. Um, you know, uh, this weekend, I'm, I'm actually going to have to uh, w- uh, w- listen to the game on radio. I have to drive up to the Carolinas for a funeral for an old Army friend. So I won't see it live. I'll, I'll see the tape after uh, it's all said and done. But I'll uh, I'll be listening to the game on Sirius XM. Absolutely, Steve. And of course, um, you know, on behalf of Locked On Patriots, our condolences to your fallen friend and uh, posthumous thanks and posthumous gratitude for his service. And of course, we're always grateful for your service and the service of all of our armed forces out there uh, that wear a United States uniform of the branches of the military, regardless of where they align. Uh, we are always behind you. It is military and armed forces awareness month in the nfl in november and we continue uh to uh, be grateful and we continue to be mindful of the sacrifices and the bravery each and every one of you have shown in the past and continue to show each and every day so we also thank steve for his wisdom his counsel and his reason because boy did we need it especially when it came to the situation surrounding bill belichick because it's easy to get lost in the dazzling rhetoric folks but when you have the actual wisdom and counsel to back it up it always makes it a little bit more effective. So thank you, my friend, a tip of the cap. And um, we all wish you folks out there a great weekend. Enjoy this one. International games are always fun, even just for the international flavors. So I know it's an early call, but you know what? You've got a whole bye week to recover from it. It'll still be fun. Get out there and support the New England Patriots because they need it. They desperately need it from our end, and they need to know that there are a lot of fans to come home to that still wish this team the very best, win, lose, or draw. You're a true Patriots fan. You're behind them no matter what. Criticizing the team all you want to, that's what fans do. But bottom line, folks, keep that fandom going because it's so important here in New England. We want to show all of the NFL universe that Patriots Nation runs much deeper than just the parades in Boston City Hall that bring out Patriots fans. It's the love for this team. Win, lose, draw, no matter what they do on the field, we're always behind them. And thank you for making Locked On Patriots a part of that Patriots fandom. So in that vein, folks, on behalf of Steve Balistrieri, I'm Mike DeBate reminding you all to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again Monday on Locked On Patriots. In the meantime, enjoy the game from Frankfurt, Germany on Sunday morning.